comes out. Dolphins, I think, have it. It's on the ground. Tariq Hill picks it up. Oh my gosh, he might dead. go. He's going to go to this, the 40, the 30, the 20. They didn't blow it dead. He came out of the pile with it. Touchdown, Miami. How about that crazy play? He's, I mean, he's his, um, you know, I've, I, I've mentioned. Two minutes remaining. Goff throws. Wow. Panay Sewell. The right tackle makes the catch and picks up a Lions first Are down. Are you kidding me? I could not figure out why Penny Sewell was sitting there going in motion. I'm like, what is going on? Why is this big athletic freak going in motion? <laughs> Nobody expected that. Mahomes being pressured, moves to his right. They're coming from behind him. Now flings it, slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Batman loves this stadium! It was an underhanded shovel at the right boundary for a 56-yard touchdown! They were all over him! And he just slings it under his hip to McKinnon for a 56-yard touchdown! I just crushed my dreams! Boom. Sadness. That's the one. We have three plays uh, that we need to figure out here. Jared just played uh, the audio of those three plays. But we have three plays here, and I'm curious which ones you guys think are the best plays. As you heard there, Patrick Mahomes threw sort of a sidearm underhanded toss to Jarek McKinnon that McKinnon then took 50-something yards for a touchdown. Um, that play is the quarterback scrambling. There is a defensive back covering McKinnon. The defensive back then left McKinnon to go after Mahomes. And so Mahomes threw it to McKinnon. The difference though, is that he didn't throw it like a normal pass. He decided I'm going to just underhand chuck it. Uh, the lions effectively ended the game against the Vikings by throwing a pass to Panay Sewell, who is an offensive lineman, they did that in the final two minutes on a third down, and then he dove and got the first down. Or Tyreek Hill picking up a fumble and running around the other side of the field to go 50 yards for a touchdown. Three hilarious plays. Which one do we think was best? Jared's biased. I know which one he's going to say. Yeah, and are you? And I want to ask you this. Because listen, he's an offensive lineman. Him catching it is absolutely incredible. Just catching like, it. As a former fat kid, he's right. I am biased. Like I'm going to go with the fat guy every time. I wonder, and I heard this on the, driving in this morning because they were talking about actually, sorry, late last night on uh, if Mahomes was now not the betting favorite to be in the MVP because we've just become so nor so normalized with his brilliance. You know what I mean? Like when well, he does, something he threw like a that, lot of picks. I mean, he did throw three picks, but when he does something like like yeah, Pat Mahomes, we've seen him do that. As amazing as it is, uh, I'm going to go with Jared just because the fact that he's an offensive lineman actually catching that ball, he fell he fell down right away. Yes, uh, but he got uh, the he had the wherewithal to dive forward yes, for the first down. That's true. Yeah, that it wasn't true. at all kind of a bad pass. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, but but with Pat Mahomes, I, I wonder what you guys think about that because I do think kind of we take his brilliance for granted now. Like, oh, that's just Pat. Well, he, he's done that to Kelsey. We've seen that time and again with him underhand throws. And when you think about it, with guys chasing him, that's an amazing play. I was still holy bleep when I saw Patrick Mahomes make that play. Like, that was still my reaction. Was, so I am not immune to his greatness. Okay. I will say Having where we the line, are immune to his greatness 
is the uh, when he changes arm angles in the pocket. The sidearm. Like, there the sidearm was, throws. There was a, I think it was a screen pass, and there were two defensive linemen like with their hands up. And if Mahomes had thrown it normally, it probably gets knocked down. Jared, look at Ed. It probably gets knocked down. Ed has to cough, and Jared needs to turn his mic off, and Jared is just staring at me. Yes. Th- he's absolutely thrilled with what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I should no, listen. No, not at all. So, but if he throws it overhand, we gotta get a cough button. It probably <laughs> gets batted down. But he threw it sidearm, like it goes through the hips of his offensive line, and is a completion. And ends, I think it ended up in a first down. That I think is where we are immune to it because Mahomes makes that weird pass so often, and we're like, oh. Yeah, I expect that to happen. That's the pass that it's like Derek Carr does not make that throw. No, Derek Carr does not Very change few, his arm. I think angle. make yeah. that throw. Stafford has done it before, where where he will change his arm angle and make throws. But like Derek Carr doesn't make that play. Derek Carr, if if there's a lineman that's going to bat it down, it's batted down. Like he's not. Oh, if I throw the sidearm, it'll be a completion. That's I think where we get wowed. But to answer the best play here, okay, pure entertainment. It is throwing to your offensive lineman. To seal the game. Pure entertainment. That is definitely the best play. They'll never expect it. That yeah, is that's because it's dumb. Incredibly it's... stupid. Like, you should probably be fired for that. Even though it worked, you should probably be fired. They'll never see it coming. Play. If they did, they would be dumb. Right. Like, one of the biggest play of the game... Oh, we're throwing it to Panay Sewell. And you I think should he was prob- in motion. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> be they fired. Put the, they put the guy in motion. He did. He came from left to right across the line of scrimmage and then leaked out. You should probably be fired for that. But from pure entertainment, it's the Lions. Everything is fun. Of course, they're throwing to Panay Sewell for a first down to clinch the game. Pure entertainment or entertainment, hilarious. If we were like covering the line, if we were in Detroit, I'd be telling you how stupid that was for the entire morning. But it was great. I also very much enjoy that they the Chargers did win the game. But we talked about the Chargers and their schedule and, hey, can they go 4-0 because all the teams are kind of bad. Uh, they're going to lose a game because they forced a fumble and Tyree Kill picked it up and ran it for a touchdown. Yeah. It, like, that was a great play by the Chargers defense. It resulted in a touchdown for, for the Dolphins. That's how the Chargers are going to miss the playoffs or something because, oh, we forced a fumble, but the fastest guy on the planet happened to pick it up and run for a touchdown. Okay, I have a bit of a a similar story, but I once tackled a running back in the backfield in high school, but because I sort of pulled him down with me, he got up, everyone everyone was just standing around, they didn't blow the whistle. He just walked, just started walking down the end zone and scores. And we go, oh, crap. Did we not actually finish the tackle? He never came to the ground. No, I pulled him down on top of me. On top of you. That's how Touchdown. the Chargers are going to miss the playoffs. They're going to have a They're play They're going to have like a guy t- yeah, yeah. pull him down on top of him. No one's going to see it. And he's just going to run. He's just going to get up. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be when well, they play Denver in week 18. It'll be Russell Wilson doesn't get tackled. With all the, the nod on his head. Oh, right. that's right. He did get knocked. It might not be Russell Wilson. That's a good point. Did you see that yesterday, Ed? Yeah. He got t- he uh, was running towards the goal line and got tackled. And I, th- I think it's because his head went into the ground first. Like, that's what broke his fall. He got taken out of the game immediately. 
uh, check for concussion, and they showed like after he had his helmet off, giant knot, like yeah. kind on. of just off his temple on his forehead. Did they let him back in? Uh, he did not come back in, did yeah. he? I I I was here running the Golden Knights game. I have no idea. <laughs> I missed the entire Chiefs game. Yeah, so just not on the side of his head. Uh, pretty brutal. Looked there. like a looked like the guy after round one against Tyson. That's like I don't I don't really want to keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a question about three results yesterday to tie these together. Eagles blasted the Giants forty eight to twenty two. Cowboys did beat the Texans, but they needed Oof. a touchdown in the final minute to win that game. The Vikings lost to the Lions 34-23 thanks to Panay Sewell getting that first down. Vikings are 10 and 3, Cowboys are 10 and 3. Uh they're both two games behind the Eagles. Are either one of those teams in the same class, same tier as the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, you're going to say I'm a homer, but I'm going to say the Cowboys. It was a trap game. It was a trap game. Yesterday 17-point favorites. Trap game. What? Trap game. Yes. It's the Houston Texans. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you, know, you, you can never take Jeff, Jeff take... Driscoll out of the equation. <laughs> exactly. Even the Raiders beat up on the Houston <laughs> oh. Texans. They're looking ahead to the Big Eagle game. They're looking ahead to the Big Eagle That's game. That's in two weeks. I think. They got another trap game coming up this week? My guess is yes. <laughs> uh, and then let me guess. After they play the Eagles, the uh, next game is also a trap game. It's also game. a trap game after they beat the Eagles. <laughs> I think offensively they can hang with Philly. I think offensively they can hang with Philly. I think Minnesota, sorry, Lindsay, with all the one-close-score games and how they've kind of escaped a lot, I think they might be kind of frauds. I, I don't think there's any argument to be made. I, I think, think they kind of are frauds. frauds. Yeah. Like, I think we can we can go ahead and take, we can go ahead and, uh, take Asterisk. the off of it. They are frauds. Yeah, Here, for frauds. Here's Minnesota. They're 10-3. and three. They closed the season with Indy the Giants, and then they go to Green Bay and to Chicago. Uh, this is a 13-win team, and I agree with everything you two just said. They are not any good. Uh, but they're most likely going to get the two seed, uh, unless Dallas is able to pull off a win over Philly, and somebody else would have to upset them too. But they'll most likely get the two seed, and their first-round game will be against Washington, Detroit, who just beat them, or the Giants. So they're probably going to win 13 games. They're probably going to win a playoff game. And then we'll see in the second round of the NFC if they're able to win a second game and get to the NFC title game. But I agree. I do not think Minnesota is anywhere close to these two teams. I'll also agree, Ed. The Cowboys are close. The Cowboys are in the same class as the Eagles. One close win over the Houston Texans. I don't think that changes how good the Cowboys actually are this season. They're a very good team, a very, very good team. And I think they are very close Ooh. to the Philadelphia Eagles. This week's sort of a trap mm. oh my God. at Jaguars <laughs> at Jaguars sort of one. <laughs> I mean, he is right because uh, I somehow went Jags heavy in my, for my fantasy team. And I've just been eliminated from the playoffs. So I'm pretty sure this okay, is the can day. Can I ask you? What ETN? Don't tell me he started Trevor Lawrence, even though he had a big game yesterday. No, he was on my opponent's bench actually. Okay. And then, like, what do you have, Zay Jones? No, think of think of the guy that the Jags paid. Kirk. Yep, 
And he didn't go off yesterday. No, he yet. did not. So that's why had, I'm like... Had, so wait, you had ETN uh-huh. and Christian Kirk. Uh-huh. They scored like 30-something points as a team yesterday, and those are the two guys that did absolutely did, nothing. Yeah, did nothing. Yep. <laughs> I lost, Erickson? lost last, last week by two points, and my defense got me negative two points. The real question, I think, here um, is what is the Cowboys' path in the postseason? Because... Yeah. They're going to be, I guess they can beat Philly. Well, even if they beat mm. Philly, they, they still have to gain another game right. on the Eagles just to tie them. And then it would go to whatever the next tiebreaker is because they'd be one and one head to head. What's the Cowboys path going to be? Because most likely they're going to be the five seed. They're well, going to be the best wild card. So they'll be the five seed, which means they'll have f- a home game. No. They have to go on oh, the road. road. They'll no, go on no, the road bad, to Tampa. Yes. is most likely there. Okay, that's almost most likely the the first playoff game is going to be Tampa hosting Dallas. Good lord, that's going to be a slog. I assume they'll win that game, but then after that, God, I'd hope so. <laughs> uh, they might be the team going to Minnesota for the second round of the postseason. So Dallas's path in the NFC is almost certainly going to be three road games. Right, which I think they're really good. But no, it's going to be, it's going to be, even though it's Tampa and Tom Brady can't score, even though I don't believe in Minnesota, it's going to be hard to win both of those right. games on the road back to back just to get to what's likely Philadelphia. Philadelphia in Philly. Right. So their path is going to be difficult. Also hanging out there is the 49ers. We talked about them earlier. Uh, Brock Purdy at quarterback. We'll see. But I, I think you I at quarterback the, could win I mean, I believe a game with the 49ers. Team. Yeah, I believe they're the third best team in the NFC, even with Brock Purdy at quarterback. But after Philly and Dallas, I genuinely yes. thought it was stupid that they traded for Christian McCaffrey because I was like, you guys do this with a bunch of randos. Why do you need this? Oh, okay. You're still going to do it with a bunch of randos, and now you also have Christian McCaffrey. Actually, uh, if there's no other upsets in the first round of the NFC side of the playoffs, Dallas would go to Philly in the for Philly's first game. Oh, my God. I, I, in the second round? Yeah, they reseed everybody. So if it's, That's right. They do reseed. So if, if Philly would get a bye, if Minnesota's the two and wins... And San Francisco's the three and wins. And then Dallas upsets. Well, it wouldn't mean upset, but wouldn't Dallas upset. beats the four seed Tampa. They'd go to Philly. They'd and go to Philly. And Frisco would go to Minnesota. Yeah, it'd be San Francisco and Minnesota on the other side. So there's a there's a really good chance that Philly and Dallas play in the second round despite being the two best teams in the NFC. Okay. If that happens and Dallas loses, does Jerry come out? After the season ago, we got to change these uh, playoff reseeding things. Probably. Well, even if they didn't reseed in that scenario, they'd still go to Dallas because the or to Philly because the four or five would play the yeah. one. So, so yes. he needs to. He would come out and say, "We need to take away home field for the." They need to play on winner. neutral. They need to play. Well, he just he'd complain about Tampa getting a home game is what he would do ultimately. Right. Okay. Yeah. With the worst, with a much worse record, right? And same for because they're going to probably have a better record than San Francisco right. at the end of the year too, and be behind them in the seating. So, so it's probably going to happen. All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's briefs. Can't practice, you can't practice. You hurt, you hurt. It's as simple as that. But it ain't about that at all. You're sitting in here. You're supposed to be the franchise player, and yet here we are. Talking about you missing practice. Bischoff's briefs. We talking about practice. You understand me? Practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not the game you go out there 
and die for it, right? Play every weekend like it's your last, right? No, we talking about practice, man. Practice. You know you're supposed to be out there. You know you're supposed to lead by example. You're just shoving that all aside. And so here we are. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Bischoff's briefs. Not the game. We're talking about practice with your team, with your teammates. The only place that we get to play together, we got control over. The rest of the time, it's us 11 against those 11. We're talking about practice, man. I'm talking about practice. And you can't do it because you're hurt, right? Fine by me. Bischoff's briefs. UNLV basketball is 10-0 for the first time since 1990. 1991 Tark's second to last season when they went 34 and 0 lost the final four to Duke. Um, I, I am going to do a deep dive into something they do on defense really quick. Do you have any uh, takes on their win over Washington state? You want to get out? Uh, no, I was only able to watch. I was in California at a, at a, at a ceremony. Oh, that's uh, right. There, that's so right. I forgot. I was only about able that. to watch it on my phone. So well, I mean, I was only, to watch I was it. only uh, able to watch the score on my phone and I, Checked it quickly because uh, I would not have been the better half would not have been happy if I actually turned on a game during this. Ceremony. I told you I watched one of the Astros games when I was at yeah. a wedding, my well, cousin's wedding, not during the wedding, not during the ceremony. <laughs> it was during the reception. Speak uh, now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> oh, come on. That's right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, you should have done it. Would have been fine. Um, now, here's here's my deep dive here. They beat uh, they beat Washington State. We've talked about UNLV's defense before. They run midline, pack line type of defense. Basically, when the ball's on one wing or a corner, the weak side defenders are in the paint and they're ready to help. It's a big reason why teams don't get very many layups against UNLV because there are always bodies in the paint. Even if you beat your defender off the dribble, uh, you're very still you're unlikely to still get a layup or at least an open layup because there's going to be somebody there. It's also hard to cut and pass getting a shot at the rim. Uh, it's a little hard to post up because UNLV will send a post double. However, that leaves exposed three pointers on the weak side. Basically, if you can drive in the paint, sometimes you don't even have to get to the paint against UNLV's defense. You just have to engage that help side defender. You kick it out to the weak side and you get an open three. TJ Otzelberger and Kevin Kruger both run sort of the same basic principle of their defense. So it's been the same thing for multiple years now for UNLV's defense. Over 50% of opponent shots are three-pointers against UNLV. It's one of the highest marks in the country, and it's likely going to be this way all season. They will probably lose a few games this year because their opponent knocks down a bunch of threes. Washington State almost did it. Washington State hit 13 threes in that game, primarily from finding open shooters on the weak side. But UNLV still won the game, and a big reason why... They forced a bunch of turnovers again. Shot clock. And an interesting part of this game for UNLV was a wrinkle in their defense that they don't use every game. And the weak side, usually when teams have good spacing, there's two defenders on the weak side that come into the paint to help out. What UNLV did in this game, and it's something they call the playmaker role, one of those defenders, usually the one closest to the rim, is just in full help side mode. Like basically forgets about defending his man on the opposite corner or opposite wing. And what that creates is the other guy on the weak side in the paint is what they call the playmaker role. And his job, if the ball gets kicked across the court, he has to defend whoever the ball goes to. Doesn't matter if it's the wing or the corner, he's just taking the first pass. And then his teammates have to rotate and scramble a little bit to cover another pass. So if it goes to the corner, 
this guy's got to go to the corner and everybody else has to figure out who's guarding the wing and vice versa if it goes to the wing. UNLV ran this against Washington State. Um, I remember I had a practice before the season started. They were practicing this and I asked Kevin Kruger about it. And he was like, it's only we're only going to use it a handful of times. He's basically like, there's going to be some teams that we need to do that against. Teams to shoot threes well. And Washington State was apparently one of those teams. It's a it's a fairly difficult uh, sort of secondary scheme to run because A, they don't run it all the time, and B, it relies on one guy being able to defend two, mm-hmm. and wherever the ball goes, he's got to get he's there. He's got to get there. And it relies on whoever else is on that weak side to find a knowing where the pass went and going the opposite right. direction. So it's it's a little complicated. It's very easy to screw up. And Washington State got some three-pointers pitching out to the weak side because of that. However, and here's the fun part for UNLV, I think it was three or four that I counted live. Of the turnovers that Washington State committed was because the playmaker picked off the pass. Because... <laughs> If I'm driving, and I, you know what defense UNLV is running. I assume everybody has a game plan on, hey, they're going to have two bodies in the paint when you drive. If I drive and I see the guy who's guarding in the corner, he's just staring straight at me, fully committed to defending me as I drive to the paint. My first thought is, guy in the corner is wide open. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw the pass there. But because UNLV is running this playmaker role, the guy who's guarding the wing has now dropped way down and is now in that passing lane. And so when Washington State sometimes would go to make that pass, the playmaker guy would just steal it because he's running to that passing lane. And they got a few turnovers off of that as well. So that's a very deep strategic thing that UNLV did in this Washington State game that very cool. Maybe they'll do they'll do it in future games. I just don't know if they'll do it in every game. Uh, I guess Utah State's going to be one of the teams they did it against because Utah State, I believe, is still shooting 40 percent as a team from from three. three. Uh, but that's something UNLV did defensively against Washington State that was uh, a slight wrinkle to their normal defense that helped them get a lot of turnovers. Also led to some open. There, there's absolutely a downside. So did the 13, like I said, I didn't see the game. Did the 13 threes bring them back? Because they went on an 18-0 run early. The 13 uh, threes got them out, Washington State, out to a big lead. Then UNLV went on an 18-0 run. 18-0 run. And then Washington State came back. And then the start of the second half, the first like five minutes, I think the teams combined to shoot like UNLV didn't 14 score. of 60. No, no. Neither team when, could miss. Yeah, okay, it I was thought UNLV, amazing. So was it early when UNLV went through the scoring slump? No, that was first half. There that's were, what I'm saying. Had, like yeah, two different ones. Yeah, but start yeah. of the second half, Washington, both teams could not miss. Like for four minutes, it was just every shot went in. There was like a five-minute area in the second half where UNLV like was taking long twos. Yeah, they do that. Their offense is not that good. So okay, it well, it, it it compared to there's a turnover and there's a breakaway and a guy goes to the rim versus and they're dribbling, 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 sixteen footer. Yeah, it happens. Womp womp. womp. I told you, they're gonna have some bad offensive stretches this year, but uh, force enough turnovers and get enough fast break layups that they they win the games. All right, coming up next, Ken Bulky joins the show. If our phones work. So that's why, to me, it's so frustrating, you know, especially knowing I've been here for four years now. We haven't beat these guys, and I think that's 14 straight. It's frustrating. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Joining us now from Vegas is Ken Bolke. Uh Ken, I don't care a whole lot about the hockey team right now. Uh, what was the best thing you did in Dubai? Um... Best thing we did in Dubai. Well, it has to be the water park at Atlantis. 
What, what, why? What did you do at the water park in Atlantis? Well, they strapped me in like a, uh, <laughs> like a plastic coffin and Jay? then dropped the floor out from underneath me. And then I went down a water slide. That was pretty wild. I was terrified. The guy made me do it. Plastic coffin. What do you mean the guy made you do it? You got talked into uh, it? I got up there and Abby was pumped to do it. And so she just hopped right in and did it and then screamed on the way down. And I looked at it. I'm like, yep, I'm not doing that. I'm definitely not doing that. And the guy's like, it's a water slide. You're doing it. You climbed up six flights of stairs. You're doing it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. I'm, I'm going back down. And he made me do it. I'm glad he made you do it because you're just going to walk down six flights of stairs. That's a terrible idea. Just take the express uh, slide. No, I was going to walk down two and take the less intense oh. slide that was down a little bit lower. Oh, the children's right. uh, slide. Um, yes. Did you also uh, get to be Sandy from SpongeBob and walk underwater? Yes, I did that. That was um, that was quite the experience. They put the little helmet on. You had to blow your you know blow your nose out so that your ears re reset every single step down, and it was probably fifty steps down. So that was quite the thing. It was ridiculously cold down there, which I think kind of hurt my experience a little bit because I'm shivering the entire time, and I weigh like forty pounds. But yeah, that was pretty wild. Uh, a shark ran into the back of my knee. So you're just walking through essentially an aquarium is what's happening here with a helmet on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're on the bottom of the aquarium. You have a tank on your back, and you have this helmet on top of your head. And you can breathe in the helmet. Now, granted, I'm, like, panicking the whole time because I'm freezing, and, and I wasn't 100% sure that I could breathe, even though I, I could. But, I, you know, you're down there, and it's kind of a little claustrophobic. But then, yeah, you just walk around, and, like, there's fish and sharks and stingrays and all sorts of different things. It was wild. Okay, I was going to ask him what how the soccer was, but this is far more well, crazy. And if I tell you, you're, you're you're able to breathe, breathing's no problem. Are you walking through an aquarium in this setup? Oh, absolutely. Yes, you are. Yes. All right, all right. Yeah. I'm just making oh, yeah. sure you have the helmet it, on. It's uh, it was the aquarium that the that the slide went through. So it was like inside of the water park, and there's this one slide that like goes through the shark tank. It's kind of like the one at Golden Nugget. So, but it would be like walking in that aquarium. Yeah, and like people can see me walking in there. Yeah, that's great. Why are there yeah. humans just wandering around through this aquarium? It's um, great. Yeah, it's a good thing the shark didn't bite you. Wait, were you worried at all about the shark actually biting you? How big of a shark no. are we talking here? Uh, it was um, maybe like two feet long. Ah, it wasn't okay. like one of the okay. massive ones. I was not afraid of it biting me, but they told me that like the sharks are afraid of the bubbles that came out of the mask, so they'll never get close to you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, and then I'll probably never you know, be one near me. And then all of a sudden... I feel like a, a whack in the back of the leg, like kind of right where your knee is. And I kind of fell down a little bit. And I look at the instructor like, what in the world just happened? And he does the little shark maneuver. I'm like, no way. And then he pointed at which one it was. Uh, all right. You left Qatar before the United States played the Netherlands. Where did you watch that game from then? Uh, I watched that game from the beach at Atlantis. Our, our flight was scheduled for like 1 o'clock and the game was at 6. We landed with about two hours before we rushed over there, and I ran right out to the beach to watch it with uh, some uh, kids that were screaming very loudly about how great Virgil van Dyke was. It was brutal. Oh, so you were next to a bunch of Dutch kids? Uh, they were actually Iranian. Oh, they were not okay. Dutch, but they, they, but they were the speaking English, and they were excited about the Dutch in that game, and it took a lot of my power to not make fun of their Iranian loss. I'm not going to lie. Watching a sporting event that I am emotionally invested in while kids cheer for the other team sounds like it's the rough. worst possible scenario. 
it wasn't great. I do think, though, it potentially calmed me a little bit for how angry I would have been at that game, uh, that, that I, I was unable to just yell profanities nonstop like I probably would have been. Uh, because I was out on a public beach with uh, <laughs> children around. Children around. You should have done it anyways. That shouldn't have stopped you. Uh, had we scored that second goal, if we would have tied it, there was a, a high probability of uh, of me screaming like that in that kid's face. <laughs> what do you think you'll take from the trip mostly in terms of what you were surprised at and what you'll remember most? Um, I mean, obviously going to 12 World Cup games in 12 days is pretty unbelievable and that'll never happen again you know in any world cup ever so i think that's probably like the biggest thing is i got to see 21 of the 32 teams i saw three of the final four that unfortunately morocco would have lost i would have saw all the final four uh but i think mainly like just the the experience of going to such a different country and it being you know it almost feeling like home by the end of it it was just something i never to be the case like you know, Qatar's gotten quite a bad rap, but for me, it was it was about as great of an experience as it can possibly be. Uh, best food you ate in either city you were in? Mm, chicken biryani at the Mall of Qatar in, in in Qatar. It was like an Indian dish. It's like a, effectively Indian rice aroni with butter chicken on top of it, and it was wrapped <laughs> in a puff pastry. It was spectacular. <laughs> Indian rice aroni and a puff pastry. Yeah, all right. I mean, it sounds good. I'm eating it too. I'm eating it too. Uh, who is winning the World Cup? Uh, I'll go with Argentina. It seems like it's written, right? It seems like this is the one that finally he breaks through and gets it done. France looks pretty darn good, but they haven't played anybody, right? Beating England doesn't really do much for me. It's no good. They're terrible. So, you know, we'll go with Argentina. So they're losing in penalties to Croatia, though. No, they're going to beat Croatia. Croatia's good. I, I like Croatia. Croatia gets a bad rap. They're really good. Defensively, they're really good. They, the game I was at when they played Canada, they were ripping Canada apart with just unbelievable passing sequences. Like I, I think Croatia's good, but it's just there's there's something to be said about like that team is playing their life out there for for Messi, and I think they're going to get it done. How should I feel that the last team to beat Morocco was the United States? You should feel fantastic. Obviously, had we had a different path, we would be in the semis. But we, we ran into the Netherlands, which was just a bad matchup. We're better than the Netherlands. We're better than every team in the World Cup. We just ran into some <laughs> bad matchups here and there. You right? right. And NGO. NGO was being whiny, so that's disappointing. Are you on board with Tyler that the U.S. will win the next World Cup? Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it should be no problem. It should be effectively dream team. Uh, what was that, 94? Yeah. Uh, Gio Reyna will hopefully uh, not be complaining in four years, and we'll be good to go. I mean, Gio Reyna's a 19-year-old that got to the World Cup and was told that he's not going to play. Are we really that surprised that he sat in the corner and whined? Like, it's not <laughs> – he's 19. Like, it's not a big deal. He'll be fine by the time he's 23. Uh, do you want Greg Berhalter to coach the team for the next four years? I've kind of gone back and forth. I, he won me over pretty strongly in this tournament. I thought the game plan was great in all four games. I don't think we got outcoached in any of the games. I just think we got outclassed in the final game, which is disappointing and not really anything he can control. I thought selection of the players was great. Like they could have had another striker. They could have potentially gone to false nine earlier. So that, so I guess the, 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 
Long answer is I would be fine with him staying, but I'm also pretty well fine with him going because it's usually not good when coaches get a second run in a World Cup. Yeah, yeah, but everybody of Morocco that's still playing is in their second run with their country. No, Morocco's coach was hired like three months ago. Yeah, but he's the only one. I think it was seven of the eight teams besides Morocco in the quarterfinals. Their coach is in their second cycle. Argentina's wasn't there last time, no. Was he not? I mean, I didn't double I'm pretty check sure it. I'm, he just, wasn't. I'm just repeating things I saw on Twitter. So. I mean, Louis Van Hall was Louis Van Hall was there years ago, but not for the last World. Well, Netherlands wasn't there for the last World Cup. <laughs> Didier Deschamps, another. I mean, that's that's a different animal. Like that guy's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, he's Ken Bulky from Sinbin.Vegas. Uh, I have no hockey questions for you. I'm glad you're back from the World Cup in one piece. Let me give you a hockey stat. All right. All right. If the Golden Knights lose their next game, which they're going to be underdogs in, they're playing at Winnipeg, that'll be 31 games into the season. They will have 41 points. Last season, they had 40. So things are going to fall off the rails very quickly, <laughs> I was is what you're say. telling me. I, I, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just trying to say that they had built up all this equity with that 13-2 and two start, and then I went to Qatar, and I come back, and now they're in the exact same position they were in last year. What in the world is going on? Uh, Sinbin.Vegas, uh, somewhere on the sidebar, just you just need a ticker that counts up the man games lost for the season. Do I count all the guys that were already? Shea, Web- Shea Weber yeah, counts. Yep, Shea Weber okay. counts. So Put then we're over 400? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's going to be a great number. Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. Fantastic. He's Ken we'll Bulky. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. See ya. Uh, so, Ken Bulky, back from Qatar and Dubai. Ed, are you afraid of water slides at all? No, used to go on them uh, as okay. a kid and uh, took my kids to water slides. Yeah, all right. Just checking. Because I, I am not. I, grant, I haven't been. When's the last time I went to a water park? That's. Was my kids? Yeah, that was my kids. I don't, can't remember the last time yeah. I went. We had one surprisingly close to my house in Mississippi. It is d- does not exist anymore. It has been torn down and is just an empty lot at this point. But we did have one that I, we went to on a fairly regular basis. But I might not have been in over a decade to a water park. The one on the sixth floor where they just let you out and you drop down. They they open the hatch. Sounds a little sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it if I well, well if I walked the six floors I'd do it. I don't think I'd walk down six floors Would, again. He described it as they. Like he didn't know these <laughs> people. Like they're just they came and got me and told me you're walking out here. Yeah, the people at the at the top of the water the lifeguard at the top of the water slide. Like he walked up, he's on the platform and just right. the lifeguard up there shoved as soon him in as and he said, gave, Let's go. As soon as he gave more information, yes, yeah. but they're just like they put me in this coffin type thing and dropped me in a water park. Yeah. What Seems happens. like the kidnapping went wrong. That's what happens. All right, we got tickets to give away to go see Five Finger Death Punch. They are playing Saturday, December 17th, this Saturday, at Michelob Ultra Arena with Brantley Gilbert. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see Five Finger Death Punch this Saturday, be caller number 8 right now at 702-364-1100. You'll win tickets to go see Five Finger Death Punch. First and 10, 33-yard line of the Niners. Brady back and a throw right. Ball got tipped, intercepted by Dre Greenlaw. Dropping back into coverage. He tipped the ball up into the air and intercepted it. Tom Brady picking himself up off the ground. Finds out he has thrown his second interception of the game. Looking to throw. 
Fires downfield. It. Intercepted. It's picked off by Jesse Bates. Nice. And he goes out of bounds at the 42-yard line. He will run down to the opposite end zone for the pose. Play action fake. They're going to throw it. Another pass is intercepted off the tip. Willie Gay Jr. 20-yard line. 10-yard line. 5-yard line. Touchdown. Kansas City. The defense gets the pick. Six they have been wanting for since the Charger game. You're locked in the press box. Uh, Ed, Ken told me to tell you to Google Poseidon's Revenge. Okay. That's the name of the water slide. You All put right. your laptop away. Is it based That's off the movie? Oh, yeah, Poseidon's Adventure. Poseidon's Why are you Adventure. asking me if something's based off a movie? <laughs> You asked that question and then just stared at me. Like like if you look at me hard enough, I'll have seen the movie and pulled it up in my head. They did a remake. The first one, Shelley Winters. Oh, I'm going to. All right. I'm going to have to look it up. You are just making up fake actresses. Um, But it is very much a plastic little tube or as Ken called it, a coffin. Um, You hop in it. It closes the little clear plastic door and it's a trap door. And they like, just let you out. Yeah. Yes, and you're it right. is Shelly Winters. And this slide, like you, it's literally like there's enough room for your feet to stand on the trap door, and that's pretty much it. Like you are in a very, very small that's space. Sketchy man. That only one person that's could sketchy. be in. And then they let it go, and you go flying down through Tyler, this water slide. Which one of these people is fake? Gene Hackman, Shelly Winters, Ernest Borgnine, are red buttons. All right. Gene Hackman's real. I've heard of that person before. You guys that just person? you guys just said Hoosiers. Come on. Oh. The you, replacements. Come on. You guys just said Shelly Winters. So what was the third one? Ernest Borgnine. And the last one? Red Buttons. That seems too obvious to be the answer. So Ernest, whatever you made up that fake. No, last they're name. all real. They're oh. all real. Who is Red trick Buttons? <laughs> it's a trick question. Who is Red Buttons? It's an actor. That can't be from what? The eighteen hundreds? He won an Oscar. No. Yes, he won an Oscar. I don't believe you. So I just watched a video of this slide. If it's the one that he went on, I I wouldn't do this. (laughs) It's it's way too tight of a slide. It's very it's very small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very small. Yes, that is that is the same one. And then Right, and then you're just gone. Oh, is this guy doing first person of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this will be a good video. Yeah, I did not see like, a first person I think person he's got video. a GoPro or a waterproof phone, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's that's, for that's one a no person. from me. Oh, if you're just tuning in, we are watching Danny's phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're watching a guy on a water slide on Danny's phone. That, that's that's, that's, that's no problem. It? That's a GoPro? I Look at that. So. It's, it's it over in like 12 seconds. Yeah, but it's two tight, tight quarters. Yeah, you're, I can't But it's over in 12 seconds. You're not going to be stuck in it. It's not like, did you guys see the... A lot of fun can happen Picture in 12 seconds. Picture or video of somebody on a cruise ship slide, and it was one of the slides that sticks out over the ocean, and somebody got stuck like they didn't have enough momentum to keep going, so they were just stuck in part well, of the we slide don't believe in momentum. that hangs out over. No, momentum is a is actually real, just not because you scored a touchdown. But like they're just hanging out in part of the slide over the ocean. Nah, I'd freak out. Yeah, yeah. that would be that would be too much. Yeah. I mean, this is much. just this one's just a straight like you you're just you're grabbing about it's gotcha. That. You're going Looked down. Looked like it was fast. I've gotten yeah. stuck in a slide multiple times. That's why I stopped. I was going to say, I stopped like going a, to the water park. A water because, slide? Or yeah. like a children's slide at like a little park? Well, I got stuck at <laughs> the... What's the, wrong with you? The rec center. <laughs> There's multiple answers to this. Danny is very oddly shaped. <laughs> I, got, I got stuck at the rec center water slide because my shorts weren't wet enough. 
So like they got stuck on the what? slide. <laughs> what? Yes, it's a real thing. Like they even told me you when... get stuck because your shorts are dry. Yeah. Hold on. Hold so, like, on. So like I had to stop the water running. I had to stop the water going down the slide to like wet my shorts so that I would slide down better. <laughs> And right, we're I off also, the rails. I also got stuck at uh, <laughs> what's the water park here 50. on the east side of town? I don't know. Yeah, don't that's know. like asking Calabunga Bay. Okay. okay, I got stuck there on an inner tube in one of the slides over the side. And I'm pretty sure they're a sponsor, so that was 100 percent Danny's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my fault. But it's all right. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm easy to get stuck. Multiple, it is not easy to get stuck. There's, I I got stuck. You got stuck. Yes, uh, it's the one that's like a, you go the in a circular. circular, and then you just like if there's not enough water in it, you just sort of like stop. H- hit a point where there's no water, yeah. and you're like, "Well, I'm here now. Do I go dive in? The, no, you were just on. Okay, yeah, you All just right. dive down the hole or. Yeah. yeah, and the worst there. part is like when and then I, the next person comes and you're like, and trying they, yeah, they to... crash into you. <laughs> well, see, at the rec center is like the the slide was open, so everybody up top is just staring at you like, what is this guy <laughs> doing? And I look up and I'm like, I had to wet my shorts and then I had to like push myself. You had to myself. push yourself down. Yeah. Did you then go on the slide again? Oh, no. it looked like no. a dog on I carpet. Did it. I told my stepdaughter, it's a one and done. I hate public waters. So it was a one and done. Like I slid down, <laughs> swam to the edge, sat on the side for the rest of the day. Did she go on the slide multiple times? Oh, she go, she'll go on it two hundred times okay, in three good. hours. Right, good, good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad she talked you into doing go it once. Into yeah, water. I did it one time. I I don't like public water. I, mean, I don't think anybody likes. Public I don't know if water. anyone like is excited about being in public water. I don't know. I know a lot of people who like to go to pools. I do not. Daddy.